Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. And listen on that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. Beaver Toyota up and coming. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Hopefully your hump day Wednesday going well so far. Boy, that traffic was mean this morning. But we are locked and loaded. Big show ready today. Chris Mortensen right out of the gate here after the big take. Joe Simpson's going to hang. He's up in Philadelphia for today's game three call. And Tyke Smith, Bulldog defensive back, will join us for the Bulldog roundtable. That said, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, big decision time for the Braves. What is the pitching plan for game three? Anything broken yet? Still waiting. Well, it's almost time for the big reveal. Hold on, hold on. This just in. Double A and Snit have decided to do the piggyback thing with Smoltz and Glavin. I wish. The game three plan has been under lock and key. So what is the big secret? Don't want to make that announcement before you have to, right? So the Phillies' advanced scouting department doesn't have extra time to get ready? Is that it? Or maybe the delay is about not putting additional pressure on a struggling Bryce Elder or the rookie Smith Shaver. Maybe that's it. Regardless of who it is, they better be mentally tough enough to deal with that hostile Phillies crowd they're going to face this afternoon. Now, the choices are basically still the same. Number one, do you hand the ball to Elder? Number two, do you go with the velo of that rookie Smith Shaver? Everybody loves the velo. Do you do the bullpen game thing? Maybe start off with Brad Hand. He gets, you know, the bomber that leads off for him and then takes Harper down, and then you don't have to face those guys until the third or fourth inning. Is that it? Do you rush Morton back, number four? You know what? None of those options are going to give the Braves country a lot of confidence, the best I can tell, based on what was going on at the coffee shop this morning. But I do know this. Regardless of who pitches, Braves are going to have to score some runs to stay alive. More on that a little later in the show. Right now, though, let's get to Mort. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. The 
This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. That's right, Mort, our truest NFL insider. He joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And uh, Mort, Falcons facing the Commanders, coming off a 20-point loss to the Bears. What do you think of, Mort, when you hear the, ter- the, uh, the name Washington Commanders? Uh, do you immediately think of that crazy ex-owner? <laughs> no, I just think certainly they could have come up with a better name <laughs> than the Commanders. That's actually truly what I think of, you know, and, and, and maybe that's a dumb thing, but uh, it's just something because they're really one of the long traditional teams. And if you lived in the South a long time, you're well aware that Washington and you know maybe the Miami Dolphins that those teams were you know, those teams were the South teams too. So uh, you know it's it's just uh, I, uh, you know they, and they'd gotten off to a decent start, but all of a sudden there's an eerie stress and pressure on Washington following their last couple losses bad losses and Ron Rivera has been, you know, fairly safe, but it doesn't feel that safe right now. And, uh, I'm not saying he's about to get fired, but I can tell you with the new owner, Josh Harris, you hear Maddie Johnson, who's a, you know, minority, uh, owner of Washington actually publicly come out and say, you know, criticize the team for its effort. Uh, I, I think that things got to turn around. The, the defense, which is supposed to be really good, isn't really good. And no matter what anybody says about this league, being a quarterback league, and you have to have a quarterback, you still must play defense. Ask the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and they've used all this this draft capital, uh, top of the first round on uh, defensive defenders, defensive linemen. Uh, so Jack Del Rio must be on the hot seat here. I mean, after giving up 40 to the Bears, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he's catching a lot of heat from the fans, media. I mean, the hot, the real hot seat comes when the owner says, uh, we're making changes. And, uh, you know, if they made changes, it wouldn't be, you know, you're fired Jack Del Rio. I think Ron Rivera would be, the one in trouble, and then, and then I would expect that Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, would get his chance to be a head coach. Now it's premature. We played five games, right? Isn't that what we played? Right. Yeah, five games. And, and so we talk about these things awfully prematurely in the season. And I was talking with uh, old retired coach Bill Parcells yesterday, and, and we were talking a bit about the Broncos, and I said, "What do you do?" He goes, well, you do what we did in New England our our first our first season. We lost like our first eleven games. I think it was actually one out of eleven. He goes, and you just keep pushing until you start playing harder and playing better football. We won our last four games of that year, and the next year we went to the playoffs. And uh, and I I think there's something to be said for that. We're just not living in the era. Where, where people are patient enough for that. 
No doubt about it. I'm just glad I'm not Mac Jones or uh, Bill Belichick, for that matter. I mean, my goodness, what's going on in Boston? Well, the thing about Bill Belichick, I think what's come under scrutiny, and it's come under scrutiny off and on over the last eight years or so, is Bill Belichick, the general manager, has let down Bill Belichick, the coach, in personnel areas. Now, it hasn't been all bad personnel because they've had good defensive players, the type of defensive players that Belichick wants, physical guys, guys who can play fundamental, uh, you know, hold the edge, uh, you know, offensive line. I think the most, one of the most underrated things that happened to the Patriots uh, in a bad way that nobody talks about enough, and, you know, maybe it's like beating a dead horse, was the retirement of Dante Scarnecchia, their longtime offensive line coach. You know, offensive line coach, the, the, the great ones are to be treasured. And they are one of the reasons why successful teams sustain their success. And when he retired in 2020, he helped out a little bit afterwards. You know, the team hasn't been the same. I can, I can say that. I, I, point, I can point to a half dozen teams. And finding good offensive line coaches uh, and letting the offensive line grow with them, uh, I think that's critical to a team, critical to a to an offensive performance critical to a quarterback's performance. More you think Sean Payton is a tough guy to be working with right now? Yes, and he should be. You know, <laughs> and, and, he, and he can blame himself. Now, Sean never has been a, a guy for defense, but, you know, if you have the right personnel guy and he finds the defensive players, Sean's been able to, find a defensive coach that has helped make it work. You know, Dennis Allen's a good defensive coach. I mean, his head coach, uh, you know, grade uh, is incomplete, but you know, he's found good defensive coaches. He hired Vance Joseph this year. People uh, scratched their head or has Vance Joseph. And Vance has had good years, has had bad years, but they're just not very good on defense. And, uh, you know, if you got guys who – aren't playing hard. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I kind of think what Parcells uh, told me is, is the truth. You just, you just got to keep playing hard, keep pushing hard. People made a big deal out of Sean and, and Russell Wilson getting into it or Sean yelling at Russell Wilson. Why can't a head coach yell at his quarterback? I mean, and Russell's having a good uh, – he's actually having a decent year. Seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh but uh, yeah, no, I think I think you're just gonna have to accept the fact that what you thought you were getting when you traded for Russell Wilson and then Sean Payton, you got to go back to reality and say, okay, this is a different haul than we expected. Mort, week six, not a lot of uh, quality matchups out there. Uh, Vikings and Bears. We got Forty Niners and Browns, uh, Panthers and Dolphins. Saints and Texans, uh, Cardinals and Rams, Eagles and Jets. Uh, you know it's a bad week when the Lions and uh, Lions and Buccaneers are the primo matchup out there. <laughs> well, we, we get these weeks like this, and people still watch. Yeah, so, and, and uh, you know the Cowboys are still going to the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott for the Jerry Jones. So you got that to just kind of file away. 
I think uh, the interesting thing that's happened with the Browns is this Deshaun Watson shoulder injury. When he was coming off a game there, he finally said he looked like Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he doesn't play. He's got a, a, a rotator cuff injury, uh, and those are never good. And uh, it's just right now we're trying to figure out, you know, okay, who's, who, you know, at the end of 10 games, 11 games, who are the who are the teams? And, and people are still going to be trying to trade uh, Kirk Cousins to the New York Jets. I mean, okay, go ahead and go ahead and do it. You know, has Aaron Rodgers approved it? I think Aaron Rodgers would actually have to approve that. By the way, yeah, and and I don't think he would. And oh, by the way, I thought I thought uh, what do you think of the Van Jefferson uh, acquisition by the Falcons? Well, we got another blocker. Is the best I can tell. <laughs> Well, he can he can get deep. He, he's a deep deep guy, isn't he? Yeah, but we want to run the football more. Well, yes, it helps. I mean, we were thin there, so you know it's probably a good move. I I give it a thumbs up. I know I know he had a, a, a better game, but I still have a big question. Why why isn't Kyle Pitts playing at a higher level or, or more productive? Yeah, for sure. Can you, can you answer me that? Uh, yeah, we, um, we, we've at least targeted him a little more here the last two games, but I think, uh, you know, he'd probably benefit from being in a different system is my evaluation on that. More thanks for hopping on early today. Uh, we'll look forward to having you on next week. All right. Go Braves. We'll talk to you. Chris Morrison, join us on that Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line and the big take was brought to you by Daco system heating and air for your HVAC repair contact locally owned Daco systems at DacoSystems.com. keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time coming up next we'll talk to Joe about this game three starter and I've got two reasons why the Alabama Crimson Tide is back in the mix I'll drop those on you next Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 3-2 pitch. And he hits a high fly ball, deep left field, back to the wall, and it's gone! Austin Riley hitting him where it hurts, and the Braves take the lead in the eighth. Got the Buffalo Show here on the fan, the home of the Braves, baby. And we've got you covered from pregame to last pitch. All the coverage you're going to hear on the Braves postseason, sponsored by our great friends at Truist. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Go live to Philadelphia. Joe Simpson, Braves Hall of Fame broadcaster, joins us on the show. We got Game Three coming up later this afternoon. Uh, Joe, this uh, Braves Game Three pitching plan 
What do you anticipate the decision is going to be, Joe? Uh, it's a it's a tough one, Buck. I I, I think it's going to be a, a multiple uh, choice uh, answer in terms of how many guys are used. Uh, I don't want to call it an opener like you would just use your bullpen because I think there are guys involved like Bryce Elder, uh, A.J. Smith-Shalver. Those guys are not relievers. Uh, but I think that there's going to be, in, in any particular order, those guys are going to be used. And whoever starts the game, I think, will be on a very, very short leash. Hold your index and thumb as far <laughs> apart as you can. That's how long that leash will be. And uh, if somebody gets off to a rough start, starts throwing some balls in the dirt, walks some guys, they go to somebody else. Um, that's what I foresee happening. Joe, I think... Way, by, by the way, I was listening to that call again. Uh, after all this time as a broadcaster, it was it's also it was nice to hear myself be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great call. The ending to game two, we're still loving on that one, uh, and I uh, hope you guys, wild. you and Ben, are going to add a few more memories to the to the bank, so to speak, here coming up. It was wild, wasn't it? Man, that was that was a great night to be at the ballpark. And I'm telling you, I thought about leaving earlier in the game. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there were people who did. And uh, quite frankly, the way things were going, getting no hit through five innings and nothing cooking. Uh, I can kind of understand it, but I'm sorry for anybody that did leave that they weren't there to enjoy it. You know, the toughest thing was being in the press box. You're not allowed to cheer. And as soon as Austin Riley... Yeah. Uh, I got a hold of that two-run homer. Boy, I stood up, and I raised my fist, and then I uh, realized what was going on and sort of uh, sat back down in the seat there. But You could have you run down to the radio booth and jumped <laughs> up and down with us. And gone, woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have. <laughs> Joe, I, I tell you, if it was up to me, I would have seen, uh, I would have talked to Glavin and Smoltz to see if they had anything left, and I'd maybe piggyback them today. What would you do, Joe? Um, I, I love uh, A.J. Smith-Shawver, and as we have talked before, and as you know, Buck, power plays in the postseason. Power pitching uh, dominates. Uh, Zach Wheeler, a prime example. Spencer Strider, a great example. They both pitched very good games. I know Spencer didn't win, but he pitched great. Uh, Zach Wheeler didn't win either, though, did he? But he pitched great. Power plays, and I, I like Shawver. Uh, for that reason, but also because they haven't seen him. They've never faced him. And I know I heard that when he pitched, when Shaw, Smith Schauber pitched against the, uh, in the inner squad games, his teammates all were rallying around him saying, this guy's got to be on our roster. We need this guy. So I, I'm going by that. I know he's 20 years old and I know what a madhouse, it will be tonight at Citizens Bank Park and how wild it will be and how that could affect a young guy. So um, with that in mind, maybe you don't start him, but maybe you bring him in pretty quick. Didn't we a couple of years ago hand the ball, or was it Bryce Wilson up there in a, a big game? And as a, if I recall correctly, he stepped up and performed at a pretty high level. Yeah, he did. You're right. Um, and it's all about makeup and what a guy, how a guy responds to those things. And all along, every time that Smith Shaver has been called up and pitched, uh, Brian Snicker, the next day when I ask about his outing, he'll say, you know what, he's getting better and better. And I like 
the look on his face. I like his makeup. He's beginning to understand what it takes and how to how to do things up here, how to go about your business. And every time, it just felt like Brian was more and more impressed with how he was adjusting to the big leagues, you know, the five five layers of stadium, all that kind of stuff. So I I feel good about that that he's that he's adjusting and getting a little more experience. But this is a whole new ball game tonight, buddy. This this place will be so loud you can't hear yourself think and uh, intimidating. And I'm not even talking about their lineup yet. So uh, maybe let him watch, bring him in, let him pitch in the middle innings, maybe something like that. Plus, right. one more thing, one more thing too. At 20, if you were to tell him yesterday that you're pitching tomorrow, he's got to sit on that and yeah. think about that and worry about that for quite a while. Might be better just to spring it on him and tell him to get loose, you know, in the bullpen or something. So you got to you got to factor that in too. Yeah, that makes sense. So Acuna for five. We need to score some runs in Philadelphia. They've been pounding him inside, which is no surprise. A lot of teams have tried to do that all season long. How do we get Acuna going here? Well, that's part of it. Um, what you just described, and you played enough to know that uh, anybody that's got power. The one thing you try to prevent happening is them uh, being able to extend their arms, the power hitters. You don't want them to get that barrel out there uh, extended away from their body. So the way to do that is pitch them inside. They had a great plan, the Phillies did, for game one. Suarez was pitching the right-handers in, jamming them, then slow-balling them with the curveball after that. Uh, And then Zach Wheeler did the same thing. But Wheeler, the only difference was Wheeler was at the top of the zone. He was living up there. And that's a very difficult place for power hitters to go and get the ball. So there's going to have to be some adjustments made tonight against Nola. He's got more of an assortment, I'll say, than Wheeler. Doesn't throw quite as quite as hard as Zach does. Um, but if he if he does if he's not able to locate inside, that's when we start teeing off. And I think what we did in the last three, four innings the other night against uh, the Phillies to win that game. I think that does wonders for our offense and our whole mental approach on these guys. Yeah, I saw this uh, a day or two ago. Nola with the number one chase rate in Major League Baseball as far as starters go. I mean, you you can't be chasing, right? You can't be super aggressive, but uh, we've been really good when we've been aggressive. Uh, That little bit of a rub going on there against Nola. Gosh, he's had... He's made so many starts against our team, uh, Buck, that um, if they don't know him by now, they're never going to know him. And he has pitched better, I'll say, in the last two months of the season than he did the previous three months of the season. Uh, So his stuff has been good, and it has been working. But there are no secrets. As Max Fried said the other day, there's no secrets between either side, and it's just a matter of our hitters recognizing pitches and arm slot, release point, and, and knowing what that pitch is, is that's coming and try not to guess too much. Joe, what do you, quickly, what are your memories of games three and four in the LDS a year ago in Philly? Uh, that they jumped on us early. And I, I describe this Phillies team, Buck, is like a basketball team that you're playing that all of a sudden hit their first five shots of the game 
And, man, they got on a roll, and they're running up and down the floor, and they can't miss. They're throwing up stuff, falling out of bounds, and it's going in. That's the Phillies. They're very emotional. And when they get on top of you early and their crowd gets into it, there's it's a steamroller, and that's what I remember about those two games. Well, Joe, you and Ben, a great year this year. We've enjoyed every single second of it. Hope it continues. Have a great call up there today. We appreciate your time. You got it, bud. Always a pleasure, and uh, go Braves. Joe Simpson, Braves Hall of Fame broadcaster, joined us on the Hobson Newsmaker Line. Let's talk a little college football. And we'll talk a little college football. Uh, Two reasons, I told you this in the tease just a few minutes ago, that Alabama is back among the elite. Coming off that win over Texas A&M. Alabama back in the mix. Two reasons. All right, reason number one. Defense, defense, and defense. Georgia and Alabama, when you look at SEC play, where it just means more, Best defenses in the SEC. They are tied, allowing roughly 15 points a game. And this Alabama defense is quickly improving into one of the best in college football. Tough against the run. Texas A&M didn't have any success. Less than two yards a carry. Long run for the Aggies was nine yards in the game. They also sacked the quarterback five times. So they are uh, uh, stepping up with big plays when the game is hanging in the balance. And uh, that is one reason why Alabama is now back among the living uh, when you start talking about the college football playoffs. The other reason, well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Quarterback Jalen Milrow developing quickly. Still moments where the decision-making is a little questionable, but that is happening less and less. He's gotten better with the decision-making, There's still some moments where he he probably should throw the ball away and trying to fit it into a tight spot. Uh, He's been quick to pull it down and run with it. But I'm seeing a guy that is getting more and more comfortable in his own skin playing the quarterback position. Better decision-making. The accuracy is going up, throwing the football. He is rapidly improving. And it's looking more and more like we're going to see Alabama and Georgia back in that SEC title game here at the 1st of December. Alabama taking on Arkansas this weekend. They are 19-and-a-half-point favorites. Game going down in Tuscaloosa. And I saw where the Crimson Tide, they they uh, barbecued a pig up. Got a little hog meat there they were eating leading into this game on Saturday. Is it time for the injury report? Let's get it. It's now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. Improving the health of the community in all we do. Yeah, news out there on Bulldog right tackle Amarius Mims. Remember, he had that high ankle sprain. And uh, is expected to miss his fourth consecutive game coming up Saturday in Nashville against Vanderbilt. He had that tightrope surgery. Remember, the, the guy that made it famous was uh, Tua Tungavailoa at Alabama where he played in the national championship game 28 days after having this tightrope surgery. And if you're wondering still, uh, tightrope surgery, what's going on? Well, imagine a fishing line used in the surgery to tighten up the fibula and tibia. That's basically what we're talking about here with the tightrope surgery. 
Georgia's off next week, and then they go down to Jacksonville to take on the Gators. That would be six weeks for Amarius Mims. I see where they have ordered a special shoe for Mims to wear. I'm just going to go out on a limb and predict we're going to see Mims back in there against the Gators down in Jacksonville. And there's your Northeast Georgia Health Systems injury report. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, let's talk some Georgia football with defensive back Tyke Smith. Tyke, we appreciate your time, man. Was that your best performance as a team this season, the win over Kentucky? Uh, Got to go back and watch film and uh, kind of look at it from all three levels and uh, kind of graded all that. But uh, real excited for the way we came out, uh, executed the game plan as best as possible. What kind of confidence did you guys get? You know, you open the season with four home games. You go on the road. Auburn gives you their best shot. You guys are able to get the win on the road. What does that do for a team winning on the road like that where you're facing some adversity? Uh, I, I think I think it uh, just shows your composure, being able to overcome adversity. Uh, I think it's real tough to play on the road in the SEC, uh, especially at a place like Auburn. Uh, so uh, real excited for the, uh, we were able to get that win. All right, what was the key to shutting down that Kentucky running game? Uh, just being able to uh, play our, our brand of football, uh, strike up front, and uh, just be willing to tackle and uh, not allow no explosive plays. And it helps the offense got off to that fast start. I mean, blink an eye, you guys were up 21 nothing. Oh, yeah, definitely uh, excited for the way the offense came out. Uh, knew they was capable of that. Uh, real proud of the performance that uh, Carson had and the way he led the offense and uh, the offense being able to execute start fast. So we were real proud for the performance they had. I mean, here we are, halfway point of the season. How are you holding up physically? Uh, I'm holding up. Uh, I'm holding up good. Um, taking it one week at a time, one game at a time. Just trying to build my feet are. So you feeling good about these guys as you look around the locker room and where you guys are right now? No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, gotta, I, I, I trust and believe in my teammates 100, percent and just being able to go out there this, uh, every weekend with them. So you had a lot of guys playing uh, big time Saturday. Uh, Dumas Johnson, I thought, had his best game. What, what's it like having a guy on the inside that plays physical like he does? Uh, I think he'll should do a real good job with those with those inside backers, um, with them uh, being a leader of the defense and um, knowing everybody's job and being able to execute. Uh, so I think they they do a real good job of getting everybody lined up. And that secondary you're playing in, Scott, is one of the better ones I've seen this year. Starks with another big game. Mm-hmm. Lasseter playing well. You oh, yeah. you stepped up your game. I mean, tell us about that secondary. Um, a lot of experienced players, so um, not trying to get complacent, uh, just trying to find ways we can get better every weekend. Um, like I said, uh, we live and we learn. Uh, so um, trying to live off the mistakes that we that we that we made and uh, looking to improve every week. So um, real proud of for the real real. Proud for the guys I get to take the field every weekend on the back end. You guys look so well coached, too. And when you look at that defensive staff, there can't be a a better defensive coaching staff in the country than what you guys have there. Uh, What's that like knowing you're going to get coached up every week? That's real important uh, at this level, uh, just being able to be coachable. Uh, So 
like I said, um, no game is going to be a perfect game, so you might uh, you might make a little mistake here and there. So just being able to go to the sideline and make adjustments and and, and uh, living out that mistake, uh, knowing not to make that mistake twice. Well, that so Bulldog Nation showed up big against <laughs> Kentucky. What what was it like having that kind of support? Real real grateful for the, uh, the support that the fans showed us. Um, can't do it without them. Uh, with 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 the with the excitement they bring and the noise that they bring, um, I look forward to that every home game. Hey, take us back when you're making a decision when you transferred. What brought you to Athens as you made that decision? Uh, just trying being able to take my game to the next level. Um, like you said, uh, looked at the defense staff and um, was real was real uh, big on the defense staff and what they was being able to um, being able to do the previous years with the defenses that they had. Well, you fit in great, man. I uh, enjoy watching you play. Best of luck up in Nashville. We appreciate oh, yeah, pre- your time, man. Man, appreciate y'all too, man. Great having Tyke on our uh, college football talk today on the Buck Blue Show, brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. And as you know, the dogs are traveling up to Nashville, playing Vandy on Saturday. We want to send you up there to enjoy the party. 680 The Fan promo team, they're going to be on site at the Ivy and Buckhead tonight from 7 to 9, registering people for a shot at free tickets to the game in Nashville. Come to the Ivy and Buckhead tonight from 7 to 9 for your chance to catch the dogs in action, courtesy of The Fan 680 and 93.7. I got the Braves' key to victory in Game 3 coming up on the other side. Stick around for that. Got the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up, get up, Listening to the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, you got to get that green card. We're hooking you up. Six rounds of golf with a cart for only $199 on sale now at 680thefan.com. Only a couple left. You might want to, as I say, jump on it. Jump on it. All right, so the Braves' key in game three today. You got to score some runs, man. Got to swing the bats, hit some bombs, hit some dingers. And let me tell you, Citizens Bank Park (laughs) is known for the dingers. In fact, uh, most of the time, Citizens Bank is referred to as a uh, hitter-friendly park. And what that means is the fences are in. It's like a little league park. And that ball is flying over the fence a lot of the time. Most home runs allowed... In the major leagues over the last three-plus seasons, that would be in Cincinnati, the Great American Ballpark. Great American Small Park, as our friend Joe Simpson might call it. Yeah, the Citizens Bank, though, is not far behind. I mean, 
Seriously. Uh, that ball gets out of there, and it gets out of there often. So Braves need to get the ball in the air today, adjust and raise the launch angle for you advanced analytics, you metrics people. We need some three-run shots, some crooked numbers. And as you look at Aaron Nola, we have faced him a ton of times through the years. Most of these guys that have been around for the Braves over the last three, four years, they've got over 50 at-bats against Nola. Acuna's got 49. He's got four bombs, hitting 327. Don't you know they're going to try to pitch him inside? Back up a little bit, Ronald. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Ozuna has got four home runs and 51 at-bats off Nola. And we've got Austin Riley, one of the heroes of Game 2. He's got five home runs and 54 at-bats against Nola. So get the ball in the air. Give us a couple three-run shots. And we'll be talking about that after the game instead of who is, uh, who's pitching. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yeah, so uh, final word today. A lot of people have been asking me, Blue, what do you think about that Falcons trade? Getting Van Jefferson in here. Well, what? I've got two thoughts. One is that Van Jefferson is a really good blocker which fits what the Falcons want to do under Arthur Smith. They want to run the football. So if you've got to run the football, you need some receivers that will block. So Van Jefferson's going to fit right in with that. Uh, number two is right now at receiver. Our number two is Mac Hollins. So maybe Van Jefferson can be wide receiver two. And bump Hollins down to wide receiver three. So maybe improve as far as the weak wide receiver group goes. Lower us move, whether it works out or not. I mean, would we give up a six-round pick? we got another seven. So not a big deal. Hey, the Fox Theater serving up some laughs. Say welcome comic sensation John Crisp and his emotional support comedy tour coming up Saturday, October the 14th. And so you missed him probably the last time he was in Atlanta. Don't miss him this time. Fox Theater, Saturday, October the 14th at 7 p.m. Tickets going fast. You can grab those at foxtheater.org. It's going to do it for me. My time's out. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? 
Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 